You are listening to the Thinking Effect podcast with Osho Green and Lillian Kriegler. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Thinking Effect podcast. And this episode is all about how can teacher help students engage all their senses to enhance their thinking? Before we jump into it, I want to say hello to Lillian. Hello, Lillian. How are you? Good morning, Ortel. I'm really, really well. Thank you very, very much. Looking forward to this. It's one of my favorite topics, all about the senses. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. Um, And something that perhaps we're not paying enough attention to or not thinking enough about, because, you know, we have different senses. And obviously, in a way, our senses are helping us think. With our senses, you know, we gather information, we learn new things, we learn about the environment around us. And each sense is, in a way, a different channel that help us learn and grow and understand the world around us. And so it's important when we teach children to help them involve all their senses, all the different senses in a meaningful way, in order to create a more, a deeper learning environment and a more meaningful learning experience. You're so correct with that. And I mean, right from the day a child is born, they start using their senses. So a very famous psychologist, William James, he said that babies are living in a blooming, buzzing confusion, like, you know, stimulation is coming at them from every direction. But what happens over time is that meaning is applied to each of those experiences. And when when meaning comes there, it becomes a perception and it's beyond just a sense of perception, they're understanding it. So like, for example, the baby hears you coming along, pitter-patter along the corridor and it thinks to itself, I'm gonna be fed because it associates that sensation. So right from the start, the senses are helping us interpret the world. And as you say, through many different channels. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember my boys when they were babies, they would touch everything, put in their mouth, you know, involve all of their senses in in trying to explore and understand everything new that they encounter. It helps them uh, make sense of of things around them. Um, And and so our senses are really important to how we experience the world and and how how we learn. And and you mentioned... um, you mentioned sensitivity um, and, and stimulation. And so we need to also consider that some children might have sensitivity to overload of a particular sense. For example, some children might find a very noisy environment very difficult to handle. And so when we kind of turn the volume up on a particular sense, we need to think about that and take that into account as as some of our students, some of our children might find it difficult. So we need to find the right balance between turning up um, a a particular sense and making sure everyone is okay with that increase uh, in that direction. Yes, I love that you use this metaphor of volume, not only for sound, you know, because we can increase the volume of touch and we can increase the volume of vision and smell. Um, And I think some of these other senses, because we're so focused often on reading and writing and perhaps, you know, symbols for mathematics, 
in the particularly older student classrooms that we might forget that we can volume, turn up the volume on some of these other senses. And, and um, the way the metaphor crosses across the senses is a way that's, that educators can think about the senses a little bit more imaginatively. You know, when you start to combine the senses, it gives you a new way of understanding something, you know, so you might, and I know you've got some lovely examples coming up, Audel, but you might sort of say to the children, oh, what is the color, um, what is the color of laughter or, you know, uh, what is the music of friendship? So the minute you're doing that, you're asking children to be creative in different ways. So turning up the volume and combining different senses, I think that's a wonderful metaphor that you're using. Oh, thank you. And I agree with you that blending different senses really, apart from enhancing the learning experience, it's also um, increase our creative thinking and our creativity. And you remind me because I, I I went to visit an art gallery recently. It was different 3D art um, across different levels, um, and and I really wanted to touch. It wasn't enough for me just to see the um, what they exhibit. I really wanted to touch to enhance the experience, especially since some of the things there were you know have different textures, and so you really have that urge to touch it. But I wasn't able to and. The guy there at the gallery said, no, no, you're not allowed to. And that was quite frustrating. <laughs> and so I think for children as well, sometimes they really want to touch and, and, and involve other senses in the learning. And it's important to allow them to do so, um, so they can really fully immerse those, themselves in the learning experience. Yes, very often children are told, you know, to touch with their eyes uh, and not to fully engage and, you know, there is this really funny illustration from psychology called the homunculus. And it's this funny little man with huge hands and huge lips. And it's saying that the brain really depends on these sensory areas, you know, particularly when we are young to understand the world. And you mentioned your babies, your boys when they were babies, putting everything in their mouth. They don't know what it is until they put it in their mouth. So, yeah, to being aware of how important this is for children and trying not to stop them. I mean, in the old days, everyone was literally almost strapped to their desk. They weren't allowed to move, hardly able to breathe. Luckily, our <laughs> classrooms are very, very different today. But there still are classrooms where movement is restricted, you know, and we want that movement and touch to be part of every school day experience. Yes, of course. And I think it's also, apart from you know, enhancing the learning experience and help them think better and learn better. It's also more fun and engaging when we involve all our senses and we also, you know, involve movement and, and sound. And it's just so much fun and, and engaging that I think the students and teachers will enjoy um, creating such environment and learning in, in such a way. And definitely we have a few examples to share with teachers as to how, they can do that in the classroom. And, and it's, it's really easy actually to incorporate that in your classroom. For example, uh, at primary school age, when you teach new words, so add an add, add additional dimension to it. Let's say you teach the word cyclone. So 
can you add a sound and a movement to it? So when you tell your student um, cyclone, encourage them to, you know, think of a sound associated with that, make that sound and make that movement, maybe like a tree moving in the wind or something like that. So make it a much richer experience. And, and also it will help them better understand that word and, and what it means when they think of the other aspects of, of cyclone, what it means. Um, and so this is one way to um, easily introduce and involve other senses when you learn new words. And you can also, when you read a story, um, let's say you read them a story, you can invite your students to add the sound effect to the story, right? So how would this story sound? Um, and they can use, you know, everyday objects, pencils, pens, their desk, their body to create sounds. And so you can create a really great experience by reading the story while your student adding the sound effect to the story. You can even record it and, and share it with parents. I'm sure they'll enjoy <laughs> seeing that learning environment and how much fun their children have uh, in, the, in the classroom. Yes, I mean, I hear the joy. I hear the joy in that. And I often speak about these wonderful schools in uh, Reggio Emilia. And Loris Malabuzzi, who was the originator of some of those ideas, wrote a beautiful poem called The Hundred Languages of Children. And he's saying that don't only have two languages, you know, to talk and listen. They have the, the, child, the child is made of a hundred. The child has a hundred languages, a hundred hands, a hundred thoughts, a hundred ways of thinking. And in those schools, they consciously created these beautiful environments which emphasized the sensory learning, you know, introducing music and and um, and smells and aromas but not just for fun but because it's pedagogically sound it helps the brain to learn and it it really generates original thinking within the children so they as you you know when you're saying the joy there's this incredible engagement because they are creating the content in many ways. I remember doing a poem in the classroom with older children and it was called Monotonous Machine. And it spoke about, you know, the repetition of the different parts of the machine, how some hammer and some, you know, turn. And we had the whole classroom doing different movements in that automated way, you know, lifting their hands or turning their <laughs> heads. or It was just remarkable. So they created this art piece it was a moving art piece which as you say was put on the stage and everyone in the school just loved it the interpretation was there so they again amalgamated their body their senses their understanding of the poem the rhythm and also you know what it's like to live in a modern society where everybody's just doing things in an automated way very very special things can happen in the classroom yeah, I agree with you, Liliane, and definitely it's about, apart from, you know, helping them bring their creativity to the classroom, we also provide them with a voice and agency over the learning. I mean, it empowers them because they, like you said, they, they take part in creating that learning experience, in creating their own learning experience, which is very, very powerful. And, and you touch about aromatherapy, and I want to just say something about it that uh, different senses also play a big role in relaxing and calming us and, and creating the right environment 
to learn because when our brain is calm then we can learn much better and we can think much clearer and so one one way teachers can go about it is also uh, having like a diffuser in the classroom uh, with a particular oil that help you know help calm down create a nice environment because a smell a smell is is a, a smell sense is really really powerful you know, if you think about it, when you smell something, it, it can take you back to your childhood, to a particular memory. So smells are very important in, in how we perceive the environment and how we feel the emotions that are triggered within us. And the same with music. I mean, if you feel that, I don't know, your, your, the, your students are hyperactive and you need them to calm down a little bit, you can also play music that will help them calm down. Or if you want them to be more energetic, you can play music to help them get energized so you can help use the senses to get your student to the place you want them to be whether it's more energetic or more calm or whatever it may be you can definitely um, use that way to create that environment you're right and what I love um, is to start to make the students conscious of that as well so not just doing it in the background you know, as an educational technique, but to get them to understand, you know, what is the different rhythm of the music? What is the different energy of the music? And how does that impact? And how can you, and just so they can actually help themselves to moderate their, the um, level of their emotion and to be able to calm themselves down. So yeah, the senses in the classroom, there are just so many levels. So be, you know, it's within the actual content learning, within the environment, with creating the atmosphere, with generating relationships, there's so much happening. Um, and you know, we can be unaware of it and it can just happen in a default way, which is often not good, or yeah. <laughs> you become solidly aware of it and use it, um, and, and I won't say use it, but really deploy it in, in a really excellent pedagogy of learning in your classroom. Yeah, absolutely. It helps actually when you're aware of it. It helps you design the learning experience you want to create in your classroom, which is you know, much better than just flow with whatever it is, because then you can really create the experience you want your students to have. And just one more thing about how to do it in the classroom when, when you're teaching uh, older students, uh, high school students. So with high school students, you can give them the choice of how they want to bring to life their learning, what kind of senses they want to involve in, in how they choose to express their new learning or the topic you, you're exploring with them. And they can choose to do it in so many different ways. They can create a video, they can create a sculpture, they can... Um, create a role play. I mean, there's so many different ways for them to express using different senses the, their new learning. And again, by giving them the choice, we empower them. We give them voice and agency, and and they become so much more invested in their learning when when they choose how to learn. Yes, I love that word investment. I think uh, that is what we are really after. And, you know, this is the 21st century and these students, these older students have access to so many technologies, you know, so they can combine, for instance, photography with sculpture, 
And I, I can't tell you exactly how they're going to do that, but they can. Yeah. <laughs> Storytelling with um, movement and poetry and, and each thing will be unique and beautiful and they will have that incredible sense of agency. That's a good point, Lilian, because, you know, we, we kind of live in a creator's economy where more and more people create more content and therefore the technology we have at our fingertips to create different things is amazing. We have many different platforms we can use to, like you said, to combine different things, create lovely videos or combined photos with music or whatever it might be. Um, it's all available for us. We can, I mean, we have tools we can use to create beautiful things. And so I'm sure teenagers are probably more savvy than myself in what's there online that they can use <laughs> to create and um, express themselves. And definitely we should encourage them to do so. Yes, well, they, they're the ones who call the digital natives. They're born with it. It like almost comes out of their hands and eyes and ears. And we sort of <laughs> groping around in the dark sometimes. I remember trying to learn a game, just a game, you know, with all of this 3D space in a game that I didn't understand. And my, both my children were laughing and they were saying, <laughs> you're, just, you're just like a baby. You are just an infant in this world. And they're absolutely right. Look, I've come a long way since then. But still, I'm not the one who has the greatest skill with all of this. <laughs> oh, don't be harsh on yourself. But definitely, yeah, they, they are they were born into this world and so it's it's so much more natural to them it, it's uh, a big part of their life since uh, childhood that's why it's so easy for them definitely yes. <laughs> well shall we sum up a little bit Ortel? yes of course you ready do to that. do that okay so the what is that we want all teachers to be completely aware of how important the senses are because they are so vital in learning and the senses open up different channels in the brain. And so the learning, if the senses are combined, the learning is actually more efficient and it lasts for longer and it's remembered for longer. The why is pretty much what I've just said is, you know, it's, it's around ensuring that you get the best learning and that it becomes interesting and unique in ways to children. And they become, I love Ortel's word, invested in what they are learning. And also, you know, they have access to many more of their hundred languages that Loris Malaguzzi talks about. And the how is to be aware of it at all times so that you can employ it for creating a beautiful environment. You can use it with your children in these different creative ways you know, crossing over and combining the senses, focusing on one, one sense, giving children agency in using these different sensory pathways and channels and helping them to produce amazing um, learning and, and understanding for themselves. So that is it, the what, why and how of using the senses. That was a fantastic summary. Thank you, Lilian. <laughs> you say that every time. I'm so happy. Thank you. I always enjoy hearing your summaries. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I wanted to say something. I want to really thank all the teachers that are writing to us. And it, it really warms my heart. And I'm so happy to read how you 
take the our suggestion and and implement that in your classroom and create a wonderful learning environment for your students so um keep writing to us on the thinking effect podcast at gmail.com we love to hear from teachers from all around the globe and recently we heard from a teacher from italy right from yes yes like come Lake Como and uh, from India and we heard from teachers from Australia and the USA so it's great it's wonderful to hear from teachers from around the globe and and being able to connect with educator in in such a meaningful way yes I had the joy of being asked um, to be on a panel which you know you can follow on my LinkedIn and it came through this podcast uh, so it is, is wonderful, you know, when teachers pick it up and um, ask you to, to speak with other teachers. And Autel's had similar experiences, you know, where she's working with teachers on uh, design projects. Um, so, you know, you never know where your work as an educator will land in the same way as we never know where ours will land, but we hope that wherever it lands, that you enjoy it because we believe in teachers. Definitely, and we're here to support teachers. Uh, we, um, we're here to help you enhance your teaching experience and support you in helping your students develop their wonderful thinking skills and many other capabilities. And so um, next week, we'll meet again in episode number 14, which is all about how teachers can create a safe environment where students can focus on learning. Yes, I think this is particularly after COVID now, you know, when people are coming back into the classroom in droves, but they've had, um, you know, different kinds of experiences during this last two and a half years. So it's a very, very important topic. And uh, we'll be sharing our thoughts and ideas as we always do. Until then, have a marvellous week. Bye.